This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Junto special one-shot episode on Doctor Strange. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit, and I'm here with my friend, Adam John Blaze Tetris. Hey, okay. You okay with that yeah, one? We're good with like a John, uh, uh, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Look, it's all connected. A little bit. It's all connected. Because we're here talking. We're here talking about Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I figured I'd I'd do something. I appreciate that. There's a lot. Listen, man. There's a lot of J words out there <laughs> in the world, and I'm trying to find them. <laughs> it's okay. Just, just a little piece of insight from your friends at Comic Book Junto. A lot of J words out yeah. there in this world. Yeah. Yeah. How you feeling, man? You know, I mean, I'm feeling like the candy kingpin still. Ooh. You know. Okay. So I'm still out here. Uh, Living my life, uh-huh. you know, one step at a time. Do you feel more in touch with your inner zen? Do you feel like you could open up a portal no. and walk into London right now? I most now? certainly do not feel like I could open up any kind of portals. Do you think maybe you could spin your hands around and turn this entire room into a kaleidoscope? Certainly not. And make me physically ill? I don't believe I can do any of those things. Okay. However, we did see someone who did those things. Yes, we did. And we are talking about... Doctor Strange, which is the first movie, which is um, part of Phase 3 in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we are here to talk about today. So, before we get into this, let's talk about how this goes down. Go ahead, Adam. You're okay, talking. so the one shot, yeah. yeah. Uh, by this time, how many one shots have we done? I don't know. Or we've done a handful of one yeah, shots. More, a couple handfuls. All right, so a one shot in comic books means a story that is separate from normal continuity. So you will have a, let's say, Doctor Strange comic books are numbered regularly, but you might have a one-shot in there where it is a story that is removed from the ongoing arc. Just a one and done. From the time you open and close the book, you have the entire story beginning to finish. And uh, that means that you get this whole separate thing. You can go on an adventure and in between, meanwhile, before, after, whatever it is that uh, the, the current arc is chiefly concerned with. Mm-hmm. So comic book Junto one-shots are separate from our normal format. Separate from J. Scott Campbell and his <laughs> renditions on Riri Williams. This is That's, separate yeah. from that. Which is not to say that like our show is definitely going to influence and affect 
some of the ways that we talk about and think about this movie. Mm -hmm. We've talked about Doctor Strange on the show before. We have. And now here we finally had the moment where we see Doctor Strange. Yes. And we can talk about it as a full comprehensive movie, not just hype and press right. release and right. trailers. Opinions and perspectives on some movie we haven't seen. Yeah. And sound bites and quotes and, uh -huh. you know, visuals and photos and trailers and not watching trailers and all that stuff. We've yeah, exactly. seen the entire movie yeah. in IMAX 3D. Yep. Um, We've seen it the way it was meant to be seen. Uh huh. And now we have opinions and thoughts. That is correct. To share those in detail. That is correct. Yes. And you know what? Just off the jump, I want to point this out. Both of us saw this in 3D. Both of us saw this in IMAX. Mm -hmm. This is one of those movies, listener. Hold on. Before we start even, before we even talk about that, let's get, get past the spoiler wall. Yeah, I want to get past the spoiler wall, but I just want to say it's worth it. I just want to say it's worth it. Okay. Because sometimes when we talk about the way that we see, we'll do a one shot and we both saw the movie and I won't even mention the 3D, what did I see? RPX, IMAX. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I get the butt punch from the 4D? Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Neck tickler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the right. neck tickler. Get your fingers off my neck. I don't always point out the, the format in which I watch the movie. I just want to point out now, I think the format is important for this movie. Because mm -hmm. I think IMAX 3D is really significant to the experience of Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that. But first, the spoiler wall. Yes. We're going to dive into Doctor Strange. Uh, if you have not seen Doctor Strange, I don't want to be the person to spoil this movie for you. Octavius, clearly a prominent representative of the Blackout congregation. That is correct. Does not want to spoil this movie for you. So we hope you go out to see the movie for yourself so you can join us with this conversation. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, uh, perhaps you are a vagrant from the Blackout congregation. How dare you? I'm just, hey, look. It's possible. I don't know how it's possible. I, I'm, I'm staying... I'm, they don't like good things. I'm, I'm keeping myself considerate yes. of those folks. Yeah. And if it, it's nothing if People it's out nothing there who are still watching every trailer and reading every, every review before you see the movie, you get exactly what you deserve when you've seen all the scenes and you know what's going to happen. That's me. That's <laughs> Listener, that's me. You get exactly what you were looking for. Did you see a trailer for Resident Evil? Before this movie? Doctor I didn't Strange. watch it, but I, but I know it came on. Okay, they showed every scene in the whole movie. Well, there you go. <laughs> like, there you go. I say, wow, done with that, I guess. That's why <laughs> That's no why we don't watch these trailers. <laughs> that trailer was 16 minutes long. Hey, there you have it. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get into a lot of spoilers. We're going to talk about the plot, the cast, what we think of all of those things, what we think of the movie in full and mm -hmm. parts and pieces. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't want to take your experience away from you. So we're going into spoiler territory. Fair warning. Yes. Three, two, one. It's your fault. And when I say it's your fault, that means, let me break this down very clearly. Yeah, please. I don't want to hear it. We have told you. We're going to spoil this movie. We're going to talk about it. However we want to talk about it. Every point, plot point twist, you know, zinger, end of credit scenes. If you have not seen this movie, I highly suggest you turn this podcast off, put it on pause, go watch the movie, then come back and listen. Now, if you're okay with listening to this and getting spoiled, continue, continue to listen. Are we still happy to have you? Yeah, we're happy to have you. You yeah. know, tell your friends, call your kids, call your wife. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, we're going to spoil it. So that's what we're about to do. So, Dr. Strange... Yeah. 
Phase three. Yes. Gut reactions. Uh, did you notice the brand new Marvel Studio opening sequence? Yes, I did. So that is notable. We're mm-hmm. in phase three. Marvel Studio has a new logo. Yeah. A new opening sequence mm-hmm. for when movies start. I know that's the kind of thing that doesn't seem significant, but I geeked out. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, hey. Whoa. What's this? Yeah. This is new. Yeah. But I kind of miss the comic flip. Yeah, the comic the flip pages cool. and the comic flip. Yeah. I like that. That's so signature. I guess they're going to have to keep adding and changing things yeah. in that part because it still has a little bit of the comic book flip. But then we have Captain America and Black mm-hmm. Panther and this character and that character and all these different characters coming in. You know, what's going to happen? Is they're going to add in Doctor Strange and then they're mm-hmm. going to add in Captain Marvel and then they're going to add in Spider Man? I guess mm-hmm. so. I don't know. Doctor Strange is the fourteenth Marvel movie, mm. so. It's interesting to me that they don't need to do the comic flip anymore. Because back in the day when they were doing these movies, they had no uh, footage or concept art or iconic imagery for movies to represent. Yeah. They had to do comics. That's yeah. what these movies were based on. Right. Now we are in so deep that they're just going to say, this is the world that we built. You know what it is. Yeah. We, we all know where we are right now. But it reminded me of being in an amusement park and one of those interactive rides, let's say like Universal Studios, Mm -hmm. since it's Marvel, where there is a, this ride, this amusement is presented to you you by Marvel Studios. Mm -hmm. And I think Doctor Strange fits that metaphor because this movie felt like an experience. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, I think IMAX 3D, I won't say this often, I think IMAX 3D is the important, vital, only way to see this flick. And I haven't seen it in standard, so I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But there are so many sensations to experience Yes, with the way this movie looks. Yes. Rarely have I ever seen a movie where I look at it and I say, how the hell did they do that? Yeah. And this one, absolutely jaw on the floor. The effects are so center to everything. So center to everything. Yeah. I mean, I was just blown away from the beginning to the end with, I mean, applause to whoever worked on this. God mm-hmm. damn. Because mm-hmm. it, it was very, very impressive. Usually Marvel movies are like, okay, I expect explosions, obviously CG, Ultron, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. This took it to a completely different place. Yes. Um, so I want to get out there and say, when you're seeing this movie, if you haven't already seen it, then that's the way to see it. And if you've seen it and it wasn't IMAX 3D, I think it might be worth going back because this is this is a hell of a ride. Yeah. When you're doing that thing. Yeah, it's definitely a payoff for the IMAX 3D because you've seen so I've seen so many movies in IMAX 3D and it didn't really matter. Yeah. You know, it's just like really good HD. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like nothing jumps out, nothing pops out, nothing is like layered. There's really no point in doing that. If anything, it kind of like wearing glasses and then putting the 3D glasses over top of your glasses, it kind of gets in the way. You know what I mean? For some movies. But for this one, I agree. Mm -hmm. It definitely was worth it. Do you recommend this movie? Yes. You recommend, uh, as far as like Marvel movies go, you say, yep, definitely go and see that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you dig it. Yeah. I'm into it. Uh Uh-huh. So like my gut reactions is, wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Like this movie is pretty is very very visually stimulating Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like a lot of marvel movies kind of have a lot of similar beats yes we're talking about this it's like i'm gonna punch the bad guy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean 
but I'm going to punch the bad guy using my unique set of skills. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to punch the bad guy in different ways. And we love this. It's also you an origin I mean? movie. And we, I think, sort of accustomed to what Marvel origin movies play out like. Yeah. Which is yeah. usually, you know, the person who doesn't know they're a superhero discovers superhero things and then realizes that they have to be a member of the team. That's right. kind of the arc that we see in yeah. a lot of these origins. But this movie, I'm telling you, the biggest thing that's different about this is spirituality. Mm. It introduces something in Marvel that I don't think we've seen before, mm -hmm. where it really introduces the multiverse. Yeah. So the whole concept of the plane of existence that you're on right now is not all that there is. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we've never addressed, never talked about, never dealt with. Even outer space yeah. is still a part of this current universe re reality right now. That's right. The whole concept of Marvel 616 and the ultimate universe is now in existence mm -hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So arguably Miles Morales exists yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm -hmm. you know? So that's something that we haven't seen before. And also spirituality, like no one's dealing with that. Like mm -hmm. Captain America and super soldier serum and, you know, running really fast and being really strong and, you know, um, flying around and Iron Man suits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This movie took us somewhere where all of that is irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. None of you can't Hulk smash this. You can't, you know, optic blast this. You can't, you know, shoot an arrow at it. Like this is something else. Yeah. And 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 it was a very unique, particular conversation. Very unique, particular perspectives and points and 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 in like um. Like thoughts, I feel like they were trying to get across to us, mm -hmm. and it's things that it was a movie where the entire movie I wasn't worried about. Well, where does Captain America fit in this? Yeah. Well, how does Iron Man fit in this? Sure. Well, what role does Spider Man play? Because to me, they they were irrelevant at this point. Like sure. when a dude's soul is floating outside of his body, what what is Spider Man going to do? That's right. You know what I'm saying? When Go we're on. having a fight on the spiritual plane, what does Tony Stark have to say. That's right. You know, and I thought that that was very, very good. When she, when, when, when um, the ancient one put her thumb on Doctor Strange's forehead and said, open your eye, boom. And he like fly. I was like, my jaw was just, what am I seeing right now? That sequence. And it went on for so long. Was incredible. And at, they were like, it was almost like Marvel was like, Welcome to uh -huh. phase three. Yeah. This is not what you've seen before. This ain't Hell's Kitchen. This is not Avengers Tower. Mm -hmm. This is not Asgard. Mm -hmm. And this is not Guardians of the Galaxy. This is something else. I'm glad this is you... This completely a, a whole nother world yeah. that we have not addressed, that have not dealt with. I'm glad and you mentioned Tony Stark uh, earlier because I, I think in so many ways, whether you are very familiar with Doctor Strange or not at all, mm -hmm. in so many ways, he is super similar to Tony Stark. Stephen Strange is very similar. The um, wealthy, entitled, uh, super duper smart, incredibly skilled, but incredibly narcissistic, egomaniac, but a good guy. But an asshole. You know, like all of those things folded into one another. So yeah. sort of the obstinate uh, good guy. I don't even realize that I can save other people because I'm so concerned with taking care of myself. Yes. But what's really important in terms of Stephen Strange is 
if he is very similar to Tony Stark, Tony Stark represents science and technology in the Marvel Universe, whereas Stephen Strange represents magic, cosmic, represents spiritual spirituality, like you said. Um, and those things are totally at odds with one another. In the comic books, Tony and Stephen Strange frequently butt heads because they, they are very similar personalities, but they represent utterly different spaces and mm. spectrums of experience in the universe. Mm -hmm. It's the war between magic and cosmic and all that foo-foo stuff that Tony doesn't believe in, and Tony thinks he can just build his way out of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting to see someone a little bit familiar go a completely different way. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, helpful for some people seeing this movie who are not well-versed in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Which, frankly... That's me. Probably everyone. I'm not that. Um, I can't say that I've read very many Doctor Strange comic books. Yeah, he's so. a, he's a more niche character. He represents a a realm of Marvel that you're either really into or you just don't know that much about. Yeah, and it's very exciting to see magic, spirituality, that's that realm on the screen. Finally, like you said, we haven't gone here yet in the MCU, and when you go here, they did not half-ass this. No, I mean. From the jump, the effects in this movie were surprising to my eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, I don't know how to process this. Mm -hmm. And when I think about the technology that goes into making that, the sequence in which the entire city starts folding and splitting apart and they're running down catwalks and after one another, yeah. I do not know how that was made. Yeah. It's a marvel. It's a total marvel. The sequence in which time was being reversed for some people yeah. and a fight scene is still taking place. Yeah. I mean, like, what? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I will say, though, that bar was set so high visually that the story really fell flat for me. Really? Yeah. Tell me more about that. I got to say, by the end of the movie, I thought two things. One was... That was fast, especially since we were dealing with time as a major theme and component of the story. We're talking about time. We're looking at Dr. Strange's watch. He is the eye of Agamotto, which allows time to go backward, it seems. Mm -hmm. That time loop with Dormammu mm -hmm. in the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Time is a theme. But over, over the course of the movie, I kept thinking, dang, we watched Stephen Strange excel very quickly. Now, I will say that. Woo! Okay, so let's talk about that. Sure. I love the movie visually. Yeah. I thought that it was very fun. I thought that the stuff that they introduced was really dope. I thought that, you know, where this presents us as an opportunity to go from here and to go, man, they've got this thing planned out into the 2020s. Oh, yeah. You know, and we don't even know what they're going to do. Oh, yeah. You know, we got Spider-Man and Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy and Event Infinity War and Black Panther and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And mm -hmm. that's just what we know about. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we have no, there's all the stuff we don't know. And like that just excitement in that childhood like looking forward to my birthday looking forward to christmas kind of mm -hmm. thing when it comes to marvel cinematic universe that's how i feel now when you come down from that high and actually start looking at the movie there was i was into the beginning part where it's like arrogant doctor strange yep great at what you do you are a jerk yeah you know and that made a lot of sense to me you know you're creating this unlikable likable unlikable guy that's right you know and when you drive in the car at crazy fast speeds, you're like, well, 
This is about to be bad. This is the world's best commercial, or PSA, I should say, against texting and driving. Yes. And well, you know what? When I think of it, maybe not the best, because the end result was... If you, you text press, and drive, you get a uh, levitation cloak. You <laughs> yeah. get to, you know, wheel. you become the sorcerer supreme. Yeah. And so maybe you save the, the entire best. multiverse. All right. All right. Let me rethink that. Uh huh. But the point is, is it, it shows a very gritty realization of what's going to happen to your body yeah. if if you're texting yeah. and driving. So don't text and drive. Yeah. And don't my look, friends. And don't look at uh. Uh, x-rays and drive either you know, <laughs> yeah. don't do that as well i know all do y'all that. are doing that right it's, now I, I know i know a lot of you guys are doing that stop hey, let's be real here stop it that includes mri scans okay that, so okay. don't even be looking don't at those contrasts it. and definitely don't look at ultrasounds none no, of that stuff none of it you just pull over uh-huh but listen that car crash was abrupt Ooh, that thing was like oh gosh like you knew it was coming like you could feel it coming but they did a great job kind of surprising you with it yeah and it looked horrible i'm glad they did that too because it that's all it takes right just one moment yeah they didn't really need to predicate it you can feel that tension like you mentioned but that's all it takes just one moment and whoop, that's it yeah. you're out of here but how vicious was that crash yeah it was it was it, and it, it seemed like it just kept going yeah it kept continuing it kept tumbling and tumbling and flipping and smashing and and then it you know, and they show the part where his hands mm-hmm. get crushed. You're just like, oh, gosh. As as someone who just Ooh. spent a lot of time in the hospital, yeah, I can say it was not fun to watch that sequence where he is in the hospital. Mm. From just the little rehab stuff. I mean, you and I were there for all of four days. Yeah. I don't know how long Stephen Strange was in the hospital, but it's not fun to see that. Yeah. So I think they did a good job of realizing what that's like. Right. And the frustration of... Realizing that your body is different and you have to try to acclimate or rebuild your strength. Yeah. That's a lot. And even seeing his arrogance in, like, you think about how we as humans want to be, I, I believe we all want to be God. You okay. Know? We all want to be all powerful, mm-hmm. all knowing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, un, un, like, you know, um, invincible. Invincible. You yeah. know, you don't want to acknowledge the fact that I'm limited. And I think we continuously grasp at things that make us feel like that. I don't know if it's something that we're actually saying out loud. I want to be God and I know God as invincible and all powerful and all knowing. So I'm going to do that. But it's kind of like this thing we're constantly reaching. So anything that we can dominate, anything that we can control completely makes us feel like, yes. Yeah. You know, and I, and you see that in Stephen Strange. Mm-hmm. Like, I am the king, the master of my domain. When it comes to this, not only am I good, I know I'm good, I'm the best, I'm smarter than you, I don't have a problem embarrassing you because it's true. And there's nothing that I can't nothing do. Nothing I can't do. And if anyone presents something to me that I can't do... I got something for that. I, he's just going to... Right. Yeah, he'll figure it out. So to see him like that, gone just showing like the futility of what you think as i'm watching this movie i'm sitting here going man mm-hmm. like and even me being strong and fitting and shaping kidney disease yeah oh yeah done you know it's like what mm-hmm. yeah in a moment in a second you could be at the top of your game you know tomorrow is not promised for anybody and even after that happened first thing out of his mouth is what did they do yeah. Not, right, exactly. Oh, I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm so thankful. Oh, I'm so happy. He's looking at his hands and thinking about himself. Yeah. 
my career because his entire identity, who he was, was wrapped up in his ability to use his hands and be a surgeon. And mm -hmm. him seeing the thing that he put all of his power, all of his, his focus and his ability in, seeing that damage, he's just like, I'm nothing. Yeah. But, but even still, he doesn't accept that. That's right. They did all they could do. What did he say? I could have done better. I could have done better. Yeah. And this, you're, you're looking at this guy like, wow. So here's the thing. I, you know, I, I mentioned there were two ideas that I, I left with, apart from just being utterly floored by mm -hmm. the visual effects mm -hmm. uh, in the movie. When the movie was over, there were two things that I left with. And one was, damn, that story moved very quickly. That's what I was about to say. And the second thing, just to mention it so I can return to it, is I didn't feel very close to many characters. No. And I understand the closeness that I would feel toward Doctor Strange, primarily because as a comic book fan, when I see that outfit, when I see the Sanctum Sanctorum, mm -hmm. when I see everything that makes him that character realized on the big screen, it makes me giddy. It makes me want him to win because yeah. I recognize yeah. liking that character. But in the context of the film, I didn't feel very close to him because I felt like, Yo, he is just an asshole, though. Mm. And the revelation that he had there at the end seemed kind of uncharacteristic. Like, suddenly he's like, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and force myself to endure an eternity of getting my ass kicked by Dormammu. Right. Why? Well, because I just realized that I want to save the world. Just now you did. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. I buy that because I know you're a superhero and you gotta be a superhero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but for me, I think maybe because of the pace of the movie, everything moving so quickly, jamming so much content in there, which was, I, I could follow it. It was just fast. Yeah. Uh, it, it made it so I didn't necessarily feel like I felt a, an emotional connection to anyone in, in particular. Yeah. I felt like I didn't have a great sense of time. Oh, absolutely. You know, like... How long was he in? How long was he in the hospital? Yeah. It seemed like one scene, he had the pins in his hand. Another scene, he was at home, healed. Yeah. Or he was in the office saying, you know, do so and so and so. That's right. And the next scene, he's going back under. And then the next scene, he's out again. How long was he in, in Kamartage? That's one of the things I want to know. Yeah. yeah. So at one point in time, after he gets uh, uh, stabbed, he teleports himself using the sling ring, teleports himself to the hospital and has Christine Palmer, his love interest, Rachel McAdams, do surgery. And she's like, where have you been? It could have been a week for yeah. all I know. And he done had a whole new facial hair. He's got more gray hair in his head. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I think there was so much stuff packed inside of the beginning of Doctor Strange. There's so much, there's so many new words, new characters, new places that the director does a good job of putting all of those things in the correct order. Mm -hmm. But yo, breakneck speed though. Yeah. Like I, I think that when he went from it's not going to work to I'm going to get in Rachel McAdams' face and be a jerk to now I found this guy and he told me to go to, Car how you say, Carmitage? Carmitage. Com Carmitage. And then I'm out there and I spent my last dollar. and It's like, man, wait, wait hold on. You it's know, all happened quickly. To, you know, I'm, I'm, now I'm here and I've seen with my third eye. Yeah. And now... Teach me, no, get out, then, okay, I'm going to let you in, yeah. then sling ring. In fairness. It is like, wait, hold on. We just went from, how I'm just moving my hands around to yeah. now I'm using the sling ring, and that just, that was all of five minutes. That moment, that moment in which 
the ancient one touches Strange's forehead and sends him on a journey. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it's established that that very long sequence, that incredible journey that we get to watch him plunge through, fall, literally fall through reality. Yeah. That happens in an instant. Mm -hmm. And when he comes back, he says, teach me. All of that happened in an instant. So part of me kept thinking through the movie, how, how quickly is this movie happening? Yeah. Because it seems like it's happening in an instant, but we're going on this huge journey. Well, she raised the point like, well, how did you, how am I supposed to, I'm just moving my hands around. Even if yeah. I could do that, make my hands do that, I'd just be moving my hands around. Mm -hmm. How do I get from where I am at to you? And she says, how'd you get to where you're at? Like time yeah. and study. And she's like, so you would think, oh, this is going to be a long, but then the next scene, yeah, he's walking around like normal. Like he's been there for years. Yeah. So I'm, th this wasn't stuff. I, I just, I just allowed it. I said, okay, whatever. Yeah, for like, sure. I'm not going to let this tie me up. Uh -huh. um, but it was something that it made me go, okay. Now, after we got past that, then the fight scenes and the pacing and all that kind of stuff, I was okay with it because mm -hmm. it's kind of like a little time jump. You just accept it. Yeah. But I would say that that's one of the things that made me go, okay, I would have liked to have seen, and this isn't even a problem, sure. but I would have liked to have seen you at least give me a two years later. Sure. You know what I mean? Or, yep. Like yep. Some, something like that. If, Christine, comic book if, if Palmer would have said, when he shows up stabbed and bleeding in the hospital, wearing his garb from Kamar Taj and the goatee and everything, when he shows up in the hospital, if she would have said, you, you just appeared here, you've been gone for six years, right. what's going on? Right. If, if I had any indication of time passing, that, I think that would have been helpful. Yeah. Because while it doesn't necessarily matter how much time has passed, because I understand the story, yeah. frankly, I do, it would have been helpful for me to understand part of the journey yeah. and how much he endured. And this is kind of nitpicky, too. Th what that really manifested in that, that end sequence against Dormammu. Now, before we get there, because I think that that deserves some time, I want to oh, touch yeah. on some of the stuff that happened. Sure. Um, now, I really loved... This arrogant guy uh -huh. is broken down to nothing. Yeah. When we talk about like storytelling and actually like relatability and like, what, what do you think that the, like one of the questions I've asked in past one shots is mm -hmm. what do you think the writer director is trying to say to us? Mm -hmm. I think that part of what I got from it is, you know, pride comes before a fall. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in the whole point of what, the ancient one is trying to explain and even with um what's what's the dude's name the the guy he first guy he meets yeah chuatel yeah or the uh, the guy that he meets who's like out there Ch playing b-ball no chuatel what's what's his mordo mordo mm -hmm. mordo's like when i first came i too is disrespectful like yeah. they do a good job of communicating you are being a complete jerk yeah. and you're going to need to be broken you're mm -hmm. going to need to be torn down and i think that that's a lot of us a lot of us need something like this mm -hmm. you know and um when she said the ancient one you spend your entire life seeing the world through a keyhole mm -hmm. trying to see more of the picture and i tell you and offer you an opportunity to see more of the picture, the first thing you do is tell me, impossible. Yeah. That made me think, this is what it's like to be a man of faith. Yeah, okay. This is what it's like to be a man of faith. Uh -huh. Like, we can, we can science things away all the time. We can always science things. But I say God. Yeah. I say Jesus. I say spirit. Oh, what are you? What are you? What do you believe in fairy tales? It's like, 
You're trying to tell me that you can tell me that everything came from nothing. There was nothing. And then all of a sudden, everything existed. Yeah. You can believe that. But I can tell you that there is an ultimate being who created these things. And you can't believe that. Mm-hmm. Like you can believe in science, but you can't believe it. You know, it's like when I was hearing her do that, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is more like my perspective. Mm-hmm. Like there's more that's going on than what you see. There's more than what you can see under a microscope. Yeah. There's more than what you can DNA test and all like, there are other things going on. Yeah. The idea that there is something greater, larger, bigger than you. And this is a conversation as a man of faith to have all the time. You try to make sense of the supernatural and spiritual or even like creation based off of your finite brain, yeah, which is super arrogant. Uh-huh. It's like, and that's and that's Doctor Strange. Since I don't understand it, it doesn't exist. Sure, I don't see it. It doesn't make sense to me. So you're crazy because I don't understand it. Instead of I don't understand it, help me understand where you're coming from. Sure, you know what I mean. Let me yeah. be, let me be open to this concept of spirituality and faith and belief and you know all these other things that you say that you believe in. Because I know for me, one of the things that I wrestle with is like. Being a person of faith, people can disrespect your faith faster than they can disrespect your sexual preference. Yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. Like, people can go, oh, you believe in Jesus? That's dumb. But let me say, oh, you're a homosexual? That's, like, I I would be, like, crucified for that. I mean, I gotta say. You can, like, I'm just saying as a person, like, you can trash someone's faith and, like, poo-poo it and belittle it quicker than you can trash someone's, like, you know, career choices. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would say like, you know, uh, sexual preference and, and, and personal faith and religion, th- those things aren't necessarily analogous, but it, it, you're so right when you point out that people have a very easy time just dismissing. It. Yeah. Like absolutely not move on. Right. I'm cool with this. Absolutely not to that. Yeah. And it's, but the, my thing is it doesn't even get in some scenarios, it doesn't even get a seat at the table uh-huh. to have a discussion around it. Yeah. But we're going to swallow what I read in my text. Well, you know, it's science. Well, you know, you what's know what interesting mean? is in, in the movie, Stephen Strange has to, f- I, I don't know if physically is necessarily the word, but he has to experience proof, mm-hmm. evidence mm-hmm. of the faith yeah. in order to... Well, no, no, no. He doesn't experience the faith. He experiences something. That causes faith. I don't know if I saw it in that order, though. And and the reason, partly because I'm thinking about it in a different order, is as a person uh, not of faith, of a person who who doesn't hold religion to be very close to my priorities in my Mm -hmm. life, I might have read certain sequences differently. Yeah. And I have, you know, entitled white guy comes to uh, a country and wants to learn everything. And is shown all of these abilities and powers and and that was the thing that says yeah this stuff is real mm-hmm. but without experiencing those things was absolutely stubborn to say yes this stuff is real yep. so it's kind of like i need to give you evidence of it existing and then you'll say that it exists does that mean that you're worthy all i did i showed you i showed you but you were unable to use your faith before needing the proof. And for me, I think about, you know, what is faith? What is spirituality? Sometimes it's investing in something that you don't have evidence for. Well, that, well, well when we talk about faith, faith is belief in something like hope in something that's beyond what you can see. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Because if you can see it and you know all about it, what's the point of faith? You don't, Yo, by the way, you, does that make sense? It does. But by, by the way, Ancient One kicks Strange out of uh, Kamartage mm-hmm. and he sits outside the door, you know, whimpering Shower for a little while. Style. Yeah. And Chubatel says, hey, do you, I mean, maybe we should let him in. He seems like maybe he's strong. I sense this strength yeah. in him. And the ancient one says something along the lines of like, what, you know, what is it that you experience? Why, why do you sense that strength? He said, well, he's been outside the door for five hours now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stephen Strange is outside the door saying, I have nowhere to go, literally. Yeah. So like, where else is he going to go? Yeah, I, of course he's just going to sit out there for five hours. Yeah. That did not necessarily show me a sign of inner strength. Right. It showed me a man who was desperate. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. There were some decisions made that sort of sublimated the character. Yeah. I know that Strange has to become the Sorcerer Supreme because that is the movie that I'm about to watch. Right. I didn't necessarily experience the steps that took us there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was there, interesting. There, there were some opportunities to be able to maybe flesh some things out a little bit more mm-hmm. while I still think that they did a good enough job. Yeah. Um, and I think that like the, the questions, the, the things that they're posing and bringing up are things that I haven't seen anybody else in the Marvel cinematic universe deal with. And yeah. I thought that as a, as a person of faith, as a person who's a Christian who believes in Jesus, um, I can relate in a sense to you know, people who, when you, when I first have talked to them about Jesus, about Christianity, they have a similar response that Dr. Strange, when I first came, I too was disrespectful. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was very rude. Mm-hmm. And then there's some sort of moment that happens in their life, you know, them getting in the car crash, whatever the equivalent is. And then they have this come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think what's different is the doors of the congregation are always open. Mm-hmm. There's, there, there isn't this well, sit outside and beg. Yeah. There isn't this, it's like, come, come. Like, we're here. We're here. Like, whenever, like, and even if you don't believe, still come. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not, even if you think that we're ridiculous, let's have a conversation about it. That's right. You know, I'm open to it. Yeah. That's the difference. But I, I still thought, well, this is, I was just pleased. You know what I mean? I oh, was yeah, for sure. To see these, this challenge happening, especially when everything's so technology, science, you know, that was that was that was just important in the comic books other superheroes have that sort of dismissive attitude yeah. toward doctor strange like doctor strange whenever doctor strange's assistance is necessary mm-hmm. it almost always feels as though the person who realizes man we need doctor strange kind of has this like i don't i don't want to go deal with this dude yeah because you walk into the sanctum and it's all weird vibes and look he's levitating in front of his window yeah and he says i know you were here you're you were on your way over here i knew it was happening you didn't even turn around doesn't give me eye contact he gives me that whole oh but by the hoary hosts of hoggoth and i'm like come on man i'm just gonna tolerate it because i know i need you yeah so you almost always have that like yeah steve rogers is just Look, I'm out of my jurisdiction with the magic thing. Yeah. I know I need your help because you just like, you know, chill this out. Maybe yeah. could you not be weird for a little bit? But see, it, and I like that dynamic because it's fun. But I totally understand how that would resonate to a person of faith and be like, always people just poo-poo the way that I feel, the things that I believe. Yeah, and even and even in even in having a conversation about, we talked about last episode, episode forty-five. Mm. 
my culture is not a costume. Um, mm -hmm. We talked about cultural appropriation, which is not, that's not the conversation. But looking at it as like, can you stop being weird? That's offensive. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not being weird. This is what I believe. Yeah. So you're being extremely disrespectful. Why, why you got to do all the, all of that? Which With again, which again is assuming my culture, my belief system. This is the standard. Mm -hmm. You are odd. So can you stop being odd because you're making me uncomfortable? Can you just be regular like us? And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the Muslims and the wait, hold on. This is what we believe. Yeah. You don't have to believe it, but I need you to respect it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's atheism is a belief, agnosticism is a belief, Christianity, Judaism, it's like all these are beliefs that deserve a certain amount of respect that have a culture surrounded around them. You might go to a certain, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I struggle with this. Yeah, When sure. I go to certain black churches and you hear me do like the preacher voice and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but there's a level of it that culturally makes me go, Ugh. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm 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 not into all of this. Like I believe similar things that you believe. I even argue that we we have the same faith, but culturally the way we express it, like I have I've been checked by people and go Octavius, you have to stop being disrespectful to the black huh. church community. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like stop it. That's rude. Yeah. There is culture there. This is a part of what it, this, this is a part of being black and being a Christian. And it's different than being white and being Christian. It's different than being Latino and being Christian. It's yeah. different than being Asian and being, you know what I mean? There are different cultures that are associated with it. So again, when I look at this and I go, oh, you guys with the, the hand gestures, and the <laughs> levitation. Of course, we're not over here levitating. But I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? There's that connection of like, man, I need to even challenge me to be like, you know what? Let me not be disrespectful to the way people worship, to the way people express their belief systems. And because, you know. I want people to respect my 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 beliefs as well. And the yeah. way I go about it too. If I bow my head to pray, I don't want people to be like, we're trying to eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. To some degree, I think Doctor Strange being planted in the magic thing, that it almost a yeah, I know this came strange came first, but almost that Harry Potter vibe, a lot of uh wild words and mythologies and things that are quote unquote made up. Um a lot of that allows us to have a good humor toward the dynamic that comes from Steve Rogers, who was born and bred white American. Here I am. I understand the military. I understand my country. And like, how are you going to tell me stuff about Agamotto right now, dude? Like, what are you spouting? There's some humor there in the way that they are together and they have to work together, but they do it so radically different. But you are so correct when you say that's really not a far cry at all yeah. from making light of or making fun of or misappropriating why y'all always wear that thing culture. on y'all head yeah why y'all why 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 you gotta have your face covered like ain't you hot yeah it's like uh how do i you know what i mean yeah uh, although while we're on the subject we i think have to address the elephant in the room for this movie there's an elephant in this movie yeah well i didn't see an elephant but maybe I wasn't opening my third eye. Oh, Ooh, that's look. That was appropriation. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it was actually. Uh, look, um, the conversations that we've had about Doctor Strange mm -hmm. prior to this episode, to this one shot right now, largely revolve around casting. Mm -hmm. Largely revolve around whitewashing. Mm -hmm. And this story 
like let's let's be very very clear here this is a prime example of the western white man coming to the east learning their mysticism and their their uh uh sacred ways and automatically better than everyone and becoming the best automatically so in in absolutely every way this is an example of something that i am not fond of this is a trope that in 2016, I really want to ditch this because I remember watching Batman Begins. We've been there. Yeah. Like Bruce did this. Yeah. But I'm watching, you know, frankly, what we're probably going to see not long from now. Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Danny Rand. Yeah. Kun Lun. Um, so white guy coming to the East, sticking out like a, a sore thumb. Uh, in Kathmandu. Significantly taller than everybody. Taller than everybody, whiter than everybody, looking different. Just And, and disrespectful. And disrespectful. You know, even the scenes well, of, he, Remember he was like, you sure it's not them right there? That looks a little more... Uh, yeah. Like, dude, yo, you are... Yeah, it's... It, we have an example of... I, I think in no small way, we have an example of really casual racism mm. being used to establish the character. Mm. Part of that is, well, excuse the racism, but look, this character is an asshole. Mm -hmm. And I promise you will fix it. But the thing is, is he becomes the guy who saves everyone. One of the things that I note is when he goes to Kathmandu, you know, there are not a lot of scenes that focus on the faces of people in Kathmandu. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of everybody here looks different and look how different our hero looks compared to them. Yeah. And when he goes to Hong Kong, there's no Avengers in Hong Kong, I guess. No one could have saved the Sanctum until Stephen Strange shows up. There was a point in this movie in which uh, the Ancient One, show, Ancient One shows up and she wants to stop, um, what's his name, Kaecilius? I think so. Mads Mikkelsen, the bad guy. She wants to stop him and she basically constructs this arena floating this kaleidoscope arena and yeah. and they're going to fight together. Yeah. And it's a cool sequence. It's a lot of fun to watch. But I noticed, yo, look at everybody inside of this little arena. Each one of them European. Yeah. I peeped. Cool. I just you got you just got there before I did. I was trying to get the good stuff out of the way. Yeah. So I I want to say I want to bring these things up because I, I don't know about you Octavius, but a lot of my time in the movie I'm thinking about at what point in time am I ready to say okay, I'm done whining. I'm going to enjoy the movie. Now, how do right. I suppress some of the emotions that I was feeling? Because on one hand, yo, this is an egregious advantage taking of something that we just shouldn't do any longer. And this is, and this is everything that we talked about. And this is everything they said it wasn't going to be. And when you watch the movie, it's exactly what we were complaining about. I watched a trailer for uh, um, uh, Great, Great Wall. Wall. Before this movie started. And I'm just like, God, man, like, what an omen. Th these are the storm clouds rolling in. Yeah. His great wall, Matt Damon. A and then we see Doctor Strange. And, you know, for what it's worth, there was a moment, I think, with the Ancient One in particular, when Doctor Strange meets the Ancient One. And like you mentioned, he thinks he knows who the Ancient One is. Right. And he's talking to the Asian, the older Asian man who's sitting in the room. And he's drawing his attention toward that man. And he's saying, hey, ancient one, thank you so much for having me. And then Tilda Swinton, the actual ancient one, responds. Now, to some degree, I looked at that as kind of like Marvel is saying we're going to go for sort of inclusiveness in terms of not what you expect. Or I'm going to go for feminism. You think the ancient one is uh, an Asian person, but uh-uh-uh. Why has it got to be that? We're going to go for the, the Celtic lady. And I thought, 
okay, maybe this is like a wink toward we're taking a high road and we don't want to stereotype. Nah. But the whole rest of the movie, I mean, the whole movie is packaged to be none of these people from this country are good enough to be the best. Right. So the white guy has to be. Right. So I get that this is a problem and I'm trying, I'm, I'm telling you right now, internet, I don't know what to do with that problem. I enjoyed this movie. It looked gorgeous. I, I would recommend it. I will it. say this. I think Tilda Swinton did a great job. Yo, yeah, like it, it, I loved her in the movie. She brought a she lot of unique did a flavor. Great job. Good the humor. warmth. Yeah, the warmth that she brings to it, that quirky sense of humor. She reminded me a little bit of Master Splinter, uh-huh. where she's just like, she has a little joke here and there. Well, Five there's, scenes. There's only her. I don't know if that was tea. actually her, but but still it was an impressive. Uh, it was an impressive choice in terms of the way that she used the role. Yeah. But one of the things that I wish I saw was other ancient ones, maybe, or talk of other ancient ones. And one of the things that I, I think I want is Marvel to acknowledge what's happening instead of ignore what's happening. Because when we have a movie that's as smart and, and, and curious and thought provoking as civil war, where they lay out this, this notion of what is a hero who do we protect? At what odds do we protect people? Mm-hmm. How can we really disassemble, tear away what we think we're doing and look at it under a different light? Right. They start asking interesting questions. And even if they don't execute it to its fullest realization, those, that door is open. Yeah. Like we, we've gotten into this territory where we can start acknowledging some difficult stuff. After Civil War, we get a movie like Stephen Str- or Doctor Strange. And I'm like, I think there's some opportunities that we really didn't poke. Understandably, y'all are trying to do an origin movie so you can put him in other movies. Yes. I see what's happening here. But at what point in time am I saying I'm okay with this because it was entertaining enough? Well, you don't have to pick one side or the other. I mean, for me, I'm able to acknowledge both sides. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm able to acknowledge the fact that this was a very fun movie. I enjoyed myself and I'm excited for what doors this opens up in the rest of the cinematic universe Mm -hmm. and what role that this character is going to play in the rest of, you know, this movie series that I love. And at the same time, I'm able to acknowledge the fact that the large majority of the people in this movie were not people of color. Yeah. And, And, you know, except for the, except for Wong. Wong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Who is, I, I think Wong was great in the movie. I enjoyed Wong. I thought, you know, it's a bummer that in the comic book itself, Wong is just Doctor Strange's assistant, yep. who is beloved to so many fans for so many reasons. But Wong was represented well, and I liked Wong. Wong had a Master Splinter moment where he laughed at the end. Yeah, I kept thinking of Master I Splinter. Made the funny. I made the funny. I kept thinking of that, yeah. and I enjoyed that. But also Mordo. You know, here's Mordo. Black man in Kamartage who sees white guy coming in and just instantly we know this guy's going to be the Sorcerer Supreme. And to some degree, I'm thinking, as Mordo's saying, as a black man in 2016, like, of course this was going to happen. Mm. I came in here to train with you and it couldn't have been me? Mm. (laughs) Why did it have to be him? I think it would have been nice to see a little wink toward that. Some acknowledgement toward that. Yeah. That it exists. We some creative way of integrating that understanding as opposed to just pretending that it, it isn't there at all. Yeah. And then ultimately, as we see after the credits, you know, Mordo is Doctor Strange's nemesis. Yeah. And Mordo turns into quote unquote bad guy. Yeah. So, you know, black guy sidekick, now black guy villain. 
Uh, there's some doors that I wish we would have opened and used. Yeah. Some opportunities. Ultimately, I liked I liked Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. I did too. I would have loved to have seen someone who has the original ethnicity doing the same thing, if not better. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I would have loved to have, and I understood what they were doing like what what are this what are they called? Are they called the sorcerers of some what are, what are they, what is that the, the people in Kamartage? Yeah, no yeah, what are they called? I don't know, they, I suppose they're sorcerers. Well, I got that they were supposed to be multicultural. It was supposed to be a bunch of people who came from all over the place. You got a dude who is but, uh, um an amputee. And it, like, right. yo, let's uh, that's I think that's great. That Some visibility a, for people who are uh, amputees. And I thought that was another great moment to show how Doctor Strange again is focusing on my hand hands yeah my hands i can't do it because of my hands and she's like look dude my neck my back my hands and my back <laughs> and also my back again my no. aunt, my eye of yeah, yeah my eye um yeah but you know like he's so focused on him again she's making the point yo let go it's not about you mm-hmm. i thought that point being made was so great like mm-hmm. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that we've seen it said that boldly and that plainly before in Marvel Cinematic Movies. It's not about you and your abilities. You can't white knuckle your way through this. Sure. You know what I'm saying? You can't think your way through this. You've got to give yourself over to this process. Yeah. You have to give yourself over. Surrender. And you're so focused on your hands because you see all your strength in your hands. But that's the thing that's holding you back. Yeah. If you could stop focusing on your hands and stop focusing on what you can do and tap into this power I'm giving you access to, you can do above more than you can even ask or think about through accessing what I'm giving to you. And again, as a Christian, someone who believes in Jesus and a man of faith, I'm hearing those things and I'm going, that sounds like a conversation with somebody who believes what I believe. Mm-hmm. These are the conversations that I have with other people who, who believe in Christianity as well. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, Man, you're trying to do it within your own strength. You can't do it within your own strength. Mm-hmm. You can't. Like, the only way that you're going to be able to do certain things, like we've talked about, there are God-level things and there are human-level things. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a certain point where, you're, where your strength and ability, it's capped. Yeah. You know? But stuff still needs to happen. What do you do then? Yeah. You know? Because if it's all up to me and my ability, then, I mean, that's really easy to get discouraged because you see your limitations on a regular basis. You go up a flight of steps, you're out of breath. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's you, right. you catch a cold, you're done. That's right. So if it's up to you, so I thought that was really good, but I wish that they were giving respect and homage to the people of that land. Yeah. Because the person who led the whole thing was a Celtic woman. Yeah. But you're, why, how is she the person? Like, I don't even understand how she got in the role. That's right. You know? And like, to some degree, I how, think. How did she become the head honcho of Kamarta, like how did that even happen? To some degree, I think Marvel is attempting to explain it by saying there is no explanation. Ooh. Because they even go so far as to say, uh, I, I think Strange says he asks Mordo, "How old is she?" And he says, "We don't know anything about her. We just know that she's Celtic." Okay, <laughs> all right. So I guess the idea is like let's it's, keep it's, it as mystified. Yeah, I think it's kind of like you know, it's, it's more like it's more like. Um, uh, uh, what's the dude's name from Batman? Uh, Ross Al Ghul. Yeah, Ross Al Ghul. Yeah, the whole idea like it's a it's a spirit mm-hmm. that can like almost inhabit different bodies mm-hmm. or forms or something like that. That's, That's right. the feeling I get. But still, sure. Like 
I ain't trying to hear all that. Yeah. You got me over here in this community where certain people are like this and the person who's leading, and you're, you're going to make the, the academy, let's say, multicultural, but the person who's leading it is white. Uh, that's like going into like an urban environment, like a b- historically black environment, and then saying like the leader is a white guy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and he's going to teach a multicultural group of people how to be a part of this urban environment. Mm-hmm. And he knows best. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just I, I can't, I can't move past it. And I was waiting for the movie to kind of like do a good job for storytelling to like tie it together. But no. they just didn't. No, they, they just didn't. decided not to do it at all. They just didn't address it. Yeah. And I thought that it was like, all right, I guess you feel like you're just going to like touch and go. That, see, that's to me, that's a shot you didn't take. And that's, uh, that's just disappointing. I, I want to see I want to see more thoughtful storytelling, especially when we're thinking about the way that Marvel movies appeal to so many different people, so many characters that we have in the comic books right now that are I think really excellent to see in comics. To see someone who looks like me, who looks like you, who looks like this, who looks like that, and it's there. There are ways to at least address what's going on here, even if we're going to pay homage and cherish and represent the classic version of this character, Doctor Strange from the 1960s. This is what he's all about. Even if we're going to do that, let me just get you to modify, to acknowledge, to think about how this character has a presence and an impact in this world right now with the way that we think, the way that we feel, and the things that we need to see in our heroes. So it's it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. And it's it's something that, frankly, I'm not able to shake. I did enjoy the movie, but yes. I can't not think about that as well. And when I look, when I was talking to a friend of mine about now, what doors is this going to open for, you know, magic and spirituality when it comes to Marvel, you know, you first thing you look at is Iron Fist, being yeah. asked, which is a very magic, spiritual kind of thing. And mm-hmm. again, Asian, but... Guy who knows it best is the white guy. Yeah, I just really want to see that done. And well. I'm just, I'm just, and I, and I just don't know where our Asian members of our community, when they look into comic books and comic book movies, where do they see themselves? I mean, right now, I think as far as comic book goes, and and I can only say this from a friend of mine who is Korean American. You know, he's all about Amadeus Cho. Yeah. Totally, totally awesome Hulk. Hulk. He's all about that because, and I mean, this is somebody who's not necessarily Bruce Banner fan, Hulk fan, but legit just, yo, this person does things that I do looks like me, looks like people I know, looks like my dad, looks like mm-hmm. my friends, mm-hmm. you know, and for that person, that friend of mine, that's significant enough to say this is relevant to me. You know, you, your favorite character can be Doctor Strange regardless of what Doctor Strange looks like and what he does for so many different reasons, but... I just want to see some of that resonate for so many more people. And, and I think that, and I think, and I'm just upset because there's opportunities. Yeah. And I think they left that, on the table. I think that it's almost like, it's almost like I look at my <clears throat> Asian brothers and sisters and I go, they don't take y'all seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. think they almost take me a little more seriously than they take you seriously mm-hmm. because it's almost like, yeah, we'll make the Asian woman white close enough. Mm-hmm. I don't really say anything. We're not going to make the black girl white. Now that's going to be like, they're going to, black Twitter's going to flip out. You know what I mean? We might be able to get away with making the, you know, we might be able to get away with that. That's right. You know? And it's like, that makes me upset. That makes me feel bad. You know what I mean? That makes me angry because it's like, 
yo, there's an opportunity to show, you know, Danny Rand and and give an opportunity for someone out there because I know what that feels like. Yep. I know what it feels like. So I can imagine someone being like, what? Yeah. That's that's weird. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we did get a little cross culture because we know that Wong likes Beyonce. That was okay. So let's talk about the about the the humor. Yeah, I felt like they were pushing it a little bit. Agreed. I think there were a lot. I don't know about you and what your audience was like. Sometimes when I see a movie, a joke gets played, it hits a beat. Everybody is on that beat. You all laugh together. It's really fun. This movie has a couple of scenes that I knew were supposed to be hitting that comedic beat, but ain't nobody in my theater laughed. Yeah. And this is the crowd that responds. This was Thursday before the movie even comes out. Yes. You know, these are the people who are really feeling it more than anybody else. Right. Some of the moments with the cloak of levitation, I know what you're doing here. I understand. It's kind of the Sorcerer's Apprentice, even. The Mickey Mouse Sorcerer's Apprentice, like the broomstick and the hat and everything. Right. I see those moments. I get what you've built, but something about the pacing made it so like, it didn't, I didn't laugh. Yeah. And there were a lot of opportunities where that was supposed to be the effect. I was supposed to chuckle and I knew it. I just didn't. Like Adele? Like Adele. Like Beyonce? I wonder if it was like, just the delivery was too quick. And it was just like the editing. You know what I think it was? I think it's it, it was um if I had to call it my, myself, it was such a drastic change from serious 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 jokes. Yes. Isn't this funny? That's and it's right. like Wait, are we Is this Oh, we're supposed to be funny. It was just too like you didn't you didn't build like a good comedian kind of like builds up. Mm-hmm. Builds up, builds up and you know Either they tell a joke and it's like gut busting funny, or they say it in a matter of fact way, and you're like, "That's so true." Or we do it in such a surprising way that you you have no other choice Knocks but to react to it. Yeah. yeah, like I think of Avengers one when the Hulk and Loki meet. Yes, and out of nowhere, nobody saw it coming. <laughs> Hulk just picks up Loki and he just smashes him for a long time. And I felt that gag was being approached with the cloak of levitation wrapping around that dude's head and slamming his head into the floor Mm -hmm. but for some reason that just did not it didn't communicate i almost wish that they had just stayed with the serious tone yeah i would have taken it you know because i was having a good time there and there was that kind of movie i didn't need the jokes the jokes actually kind of got in the way yeah and like we were we were vibing and rolling and moving and moving and moving and then it was kind of almost like wait you're trying to be funny it you ever you ever have a situation where you're trying to have a serious conversation with somebody and then someone else who you really don't want to talk to, it keeps interjecting themselves in the uh-huh. conversation? Oh, yeah. And you oh, yeah. want to say, can you, like, let us talk? Cause, but you don't want to be rude. Yeah, we have serious business you know happening I mean? right here. It was like that. It's like, yeah. that's what the jokes were doing. We we're having yeah. a serious movie. Not serious, but, you know, serious enough. We're talking about faith and, you know, like, belief in the multiverse and humility and arrogance and Beyonce. Drake, Adele, da, da, da. like, come on. Yeah. That again, very Tony Stark. And I think to some degree, the reason we have that is to help people who have a hard time with magic mumbo oh, I do jumbo. I think that maybe, okay. I think it's a tool. To, like Robert Downey Jr. does a better job of delivering those mm-hmm. than Benedict Cumberbatch does. Yeah. And Benedict Cumberbatch is, he's doing an American accent. A, a lot of people have, have, have talked like, 
it's a very poor attempt at an American accent. I'll be honest with you, listeners, it didn't bother me. Didn't at, bother at me. no point in time did I think this guy is clearly not. But you but know what it is? I think it was passable, but it's something with the comedic timing. Benedict Cumberpatch is not funny. Are you saying Cumberpatch? What C- is it? Batch? C- Cumberbatch. I like Cumberpatch. That's cool. Benedict Cumber Cumberblatch. Cumberpatch kids. Yeah. Benedict Cumberpatch kid. But I don't even know how to say his name now. <laughs> now you're throw me off. Benedict is not funny. That's right. Where Robert Downey Jr. has a tone of snark sarcasm in everything he says, even when he's furious, where he's like, it's my father's shield. Yeah. You don't deserve it. Like, even his tone, it's this sarcasm and this down talking in it. So, it's, so when he goes to a joke, it's not a huge jump. Mm-hmm. But I think Benedict does a great job. Serious, 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 serious. And then when he goes to joke mode, it's like, you're, you're the serious guy. You're Have not, you ever you're seen the, joke the BBC Sherlock series? I've watched a little bit of it. Okay. I haven't seen a lot of it. So I will say in the BBC Sherlock series, Benedict plays Sherlock really, really well in that he is kind of someone who is on the autism spectrum. He is someone who behaves so differently and is so obsessed with his own genius that there are some points of humor in that it's like this guy's so wrapped up in himself that when he does make a joke we have to see it in the way that everybody around him is like what is with you Mm -hmm. and to some degree i wish he would have brought that exact performance because they were trying to actually make you laugh yeah and it wasn't no i wish i wish he would have brought that performance even i wouldn't have even minded if strange spoke with a British accent. He could have just been Sherlock wearing the cloak and everything and the eye of Agamotto and taking himself so severely serious. He takes himself seriously as a surgeon. I'm not messing around. This is what I do. He takes himself serious as the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, this is, don't touch the eye of Agamotto. As if you knew. As if you understood any of these things that are important right. to him. And I think that would have played better to, it, to some regard as opposed to you know what? A facsimile of Robert Downey Jr., mm-hmm. which was not quite as good. And I think maybe even the director slash writer, doesn't he normally do like more horror stuff? That's right. So maybe he just didn't do the greatest job pulling off the jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I don't even know who wrote it as opposed to who directed it. I know uh, the director's name is, um, what is this? I think Scott Derrickson. Oh, you know what? It looks like he did write the screenplay as well, or co-wrote the screenplay. Yeah, so two other people, right? Yeah, yeah, it could have been that. Absolutely could have been that. But I got to say, we are nitpicking on a lot of things. The visual component of this movie is so impressive. It It, it is like, I... I rem- it's very... You can definitely see the comparison to Inception. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, absolutely. But I think that the scenes were much longer, and they were much more like you know, complicated and they just folded on top of each other and the running and the jumping and the, they did a great job of showing scale. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a very good like, point. They really made this movie about the multiverse and about the spiritual realms and it wasn't about, like, you think Captain America or Iron Man, the camera's on this guy and his powers, yeah. like the majority of the movie. But this is like the points where they're falling and they're really small. Everything's really big and stuff is folding on top of the other person. You know what I mean? And like showing like how tiny you are 
in the grand scheme of these things. That really like resonated with me. Like, man, you're kind of insignificant, yet you're able to do so much. Yeah. And I thought that while I understand the 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 the, the criticism on how it ended mm-hmm. and how Doctor Strange got there, kind of this quick light switch of like, you know what? I'm going to be a good guy now, you mm-hmm. know, like after you're a coward, you're spineless, you know, stand for something, fight, fight for your life. And he's like, you once told me to fight for my life. Now we have to do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, when did that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. whatever, I'll take it. The way that he defeated Dormammu mm-hmm. was a unique way. He, he was de- absolutely unique. He defeated him and it wasn't, I'm going to punch you harder than you punch me. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm going to use magic in my brain. Yeah. I'm going to outthink you. Mm-hmm. This is my power. My power is not fisticuffs, so to speak. You know, they did a great job of showing this is how Dr. Strange deals with his enemies. This mm-hmm. is how he's, this is his power. His power is magic, spells, and his mind. They also foreshadowed that moment when he first activated the Eye of Agamotto. And they said, I, I, I can't remember if it was Wong or if it was Mordo who said, you have no idea how to use that. And God forbid you would get yourself trapped in a time loop and have to relive this moment forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. And so that, that little foreshadowing, that just that super subtle threat of yeah. what could happen yeah. shows up later. I had mixed emotions toward the conclusion, that end battle between Strange and Dormammu, only because... Dormammu is a beloved character for me. I really like Dormammu as a bad guy. I just, there's something kind of Dr. Doom about Dormammu. It's otherworldly. It is just pure evil. There's something very fun about that character. Very fun about that evil. Yeah. And I really, really nerded out knowing that Dormammu was going to show up. I mean, like physical reaction, geeked out knowing that Dormammu was going to be in this movie. So to see Dormammu lose so expressly felt like a little bit of a disappointment. Like, dang, I I just got cheated. Well, again, with pacing, and I don't know how much time has gone, right? The sequence that we saw was Strange getting killed and then coming back. And that was a nice little surprise. That was a, 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 a fun, clever moment to see how this plan was hatched and what was going on. And I really enjoyed how clever that was. And how unconventional that was. It wasn't just fisticuffs, right? But because Strange was talking about how prepared he is to endure a lifetime of suffering, of going through this forever and ever, as long as he has to. He didn't mean that. As long as as much as he was saying that, I don't actually know how much time passed. So for me, it was like ah, I see your point. <laughs> six minutes of this, and then Dormammu, mind you, a celestial. Like the Lord of the Dark Realm. Yeah. It was like, I've had enough. (laughs) All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uncle. Release me. Yeah. And I was just like, I under look, I understand. I understand. I understand why we can't have this sequence go on for six and a half hours. No, but I think the point is, is like, I'm introducing something to you that's new. This is called time. So you gotta think. When you're infinite. Time is not a concept for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can't even sit 
and let your computer load for too long. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And you deal with time every day. You late, you on time, you early. Yeah. Now imagine being this infinite being and then it happens. It happens. It happens. It yeah. happens. And then you go, you'll be destroyed. And you try, you pull out all your tricks because this is what you have. You can't win. And he's like, I know I can't win. You know, uh, it, I, you, you'll be stuck here for eternity. Like he's like trying to like, and I, I don't think Dr. Strange actually meant I'll be here for eternity. He's like, I'm calling your bluff. Okay. I know that you're, I'm going to be able to put up with this longer than you are uh -huh. because you're used to being this infinite being. Mm -hmm. Now I'm making you finite. I'm, ma I'm making you again, you're subject to time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I can't, no, nah, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I'll let, you know what? There's plenty of other planets, other realms, other areas in the multiverse. I'll go wreak havoc on those. You're not about to lock me in here in the Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Um, I'm good. I'm just saying, Dormammu was fooled and, and outdone by the craziest Apple Watch I've ever seen. That drone was banging. Yeah. Listen, if I could be like, you know, and some you get it wrong. We talked about getting it wrong the right way. You're like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and turn this back. Because I done said the wrong thing. Can you imagine? Let me get a second chance. Every, every basketball game. Who was made this? This is disgusting. So I made it, Octavius. You know, let me just go ahead and turn back the hands of time. <laughs> Babe, this is delicious. You made this? Yeah, I made it. Girl, you done done something amazing here. Woo. I'm saying every, I got the I, I, motto. I done messed that one up Every basketball game Every baseball game World Series would have been Real rough Listen, to I'd watch I'd have been rich A long long time ago Would have been real rough To watch him like Oh that's a strike He's just doing it again That's a strike He's just doing it again That's a strike He's just doing it again Home run Dang That's, that's, the, that's the Konami code Is what we got going on oh, here okay. But it, you know I was disappointed at first About that confrontation However I came around because one, Dormammu was not killed. He was not slayed. Mm -hmm. He was, I'm, I'm sick of this. Yeah. I'm above this. And, I'm not I dealing think, with I think this. that there's, it's okay because Dormammu was like, I can't be bothered. Yep. That's what he really said. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, I surrender. He's like, you know what? I got stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I got a load of laundry. I'm really not, I really don't feel like messing with I'm you. busy today. Because you over here with the, I, go ahead and take it. Because I don't really like Hong Kong like that anyway. I have just was bored and I wanted time. something to do. But I can go take care of something else. That's right. You know, me and my, Gal me and Galactus, we had this bet going that I'd be able to do this. And, and it's, I, it's I, just I, not it's even whatever. worth it to it's me. Not, it's not a it's big not deal. It's not even worth it to me. It's just, you know, I'm buying this, the round tonight. Yeah. It's whatever. And the second thing is I realized something that I really appreciate as soon as I discovered it. This was very Greek mythology of Doctor Strange in which someone who absolutely does not have the upper hand outsmarts a yes. more powerful entity. Yes. I'm thinking of like Perseus and Sisyphus mm -hmm. and like all of those incredible characters from Greek mythology who just straight up duped the person they were going against. The puny gods. Yeah. You and you know what? That's why I like again, we go that. to this puny... I like that. I like that. These puny gods. Ain't nobody... Ain't no god I know getting outsmarted by the thing he created. <laughs> Come on, man. What kind of god are you? If, I'm out, if you made me and I'm, and I'm outsmarting you... That's not, that's, you're not a good It would have been a less interesting movie. It would have been right. a longer movie. Right. If Dormammu calls Strange's bluff and this John just goes right. on forever. Right. It's like they were, they were stuck in a vine, Octavius. Oh my God. Six seconds at a time. They were stuck on a vine for all time. Wow. R.I.P. Vine. Wow. And Dr. Strange is like, well, let me get this in before they shut the site down. Strange comes up. Hey, Dormammu, LeBron James, LeBron what James, is, what is this? LeBron James. Stop it. <laughs> I'll destroy you. 
Hey, Dormammu, yeet! I'll destroy you. You can't keep this up forever. I I can do this longer than you can. Yeah. Stop it. I I swear. All right, release me. For what it's worth, I did not see it coming Mm -hmm. that Dormammu would be beat by Vine. Mm. So it's a good way for Vine to go out. There it is, taking out a celestial being that was trying to destroy the entire world. Yeah. Way to go, Vine. Also... Let's talk about these uh, deleted scenes. Not deleted scenes. Okay, so the like, scenes after the credits. One, we find out that the Eye of Agamotto is an Infinity Stone. That is that is true. Which I would assume so it is, is the, it's the Time Stone. Must be the Time Stone. Absolutely. Let's see. Before we even get to one, let's do point one. How are y'all leaving the theater before these scenes come through? You what know, is, what this is, is going the, on? For, this is the 14th installment. You know what it's hitting for. We got 14. We have 13, know better by now. 13 practice rooms. You ought to know by now. And people start leaving the theater before the end of the credits, and I'm just thinking, do I say something? Now, I will do say, I save you? I was in IMAX 3D, King of Prussia. The entire theater stayed. And I was in IMAX 3D, Riverview in Philly. Nah. Everybody rolled. Cleared out. I don't, My I just, joint was packed. Yours was uh, half, half filled. Yeah. Theater was about half filled. Yeah. So, so it was also a later show. It was a 10 p.m. show. Yeah. So there's that. But so you know, we have the scene. We understand that the Eye of Agamotto encases an Infinity Stone that will come up soon, either in Guardians of the Galaxy or the next Avengers movie, mm-hmm. because we know we're dealing with purple Josh Brolin, Ivan Ooze, Thanos. Wow. Apocalypse. Okay. Oscar Isaac. Whoa. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. <laughs> this hole is deep. Yes. We know that we're dealing with Thanos soon. We know we're dealing with the Infinity War, the Infinity Stones. So this is one more Vision's of those Vision's got one in his head. Uh-huh. Um, the one that's in Loki's stone. The, Lo- that's Lo- the Tesseract, right? Is it? No, maybe the Tesseract is a different one. That's the Cosmic the Loki Cube. Po- the Loki Pokey Stick. Loki Pokey Stick. Vision's forehead. Uh-huh. Eye of Agamotto. Uh-huh. Do we have any other ones? We have one in Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, oh yeah, 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 that one. Mm-hmm. How, and there's a fifth one, right? That's right. So we haven't had that one yet. No. Okay. Yeah, man. Now I'm I'm thinking about how many think, Infinity. Well, stones. I mean, I, I think it's five, I but it was, don't quote me. I think it's actually six. It's, oh yeah, there's one in the middle, right? There's one in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Six. Mind, soul, power, space, time. And reality. So, listeners, mind comic we, book Junto fans, I'm just giving you some transparency here. We don't know. Mine, we, we're that, trying to figure this out. Mine is a Loki Pokey stick. Uh huh. Soul, I don't know. Uh huh. Space is probably the Guardians of the Galaxy one. That's right. Time is the Eye of Agamotto. Uh huh. Power, I don't think we know what that is. Or is yet. that the Tesseract? No, I think that's reality. That's the reality stone. Okay. Yeah. And. Anyway, we'll figure it out. And maybe that's it. This is great radio. Anyway, which one is Hart? Hart! Hart! I don't know. Uh, we got the, the guy, hey, uh, Charlie, <laughs> the Hart kid, we're thinking of making him white. What do you think? <laughs> they like that, right? They've had enough. We, we, we don't need to keep doing that. Uh, the girl, white guy. Black guy, leave him. Because, you know, whatever. This, uh, is the, this is the movie in which Thanos goes up against the uh, Captain and, Planet uh, crew. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, the brown kid, Making them white. Uh, we've got enough brown people out there. You see Luke Cage? It was good. Oh, it was no. good. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, it was like, it's different from me. It's not oh, why no. I grew up, but, you know, it was, it was all right. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, I mean, they've got that. Uh, they don't need any more brown people. It, it, it's fine. It's good. This is Joey, who is uh, uh, using his, his cousin's nephew's brother's Netflix password. Right. 
and having a tough time figuring out whether or not he likes Luke Cage. Uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, your voice, uh, you know, I mean, it was different, you know, I mean, I've been wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, second, so, uh, first scene, first uh, cut scene, we see Thor, Thor mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange. That's right. Doctor Strange sitting down with Thor, basically going, look, uh, I want to talk to you because I'm supposed to, like, you know, hold this area down. And y'all from um, Asgard, y'all kind of in my sector. Mm-hmm. So, what's going on here? Yeah, and ultimately, Thor, who's in street clothes, which I find is interesting, mm-hmm. um, doesn't seem very pe- have much pep in his attitude. He seems no. to kind of be a little down. He he seemed to be speaking on everything very casually too. Yeah, like he's got some downtime. He hasn't really been dealing with this lately. And here's this sorcerer. Like, who is this guy just rolling up and saying he wants to talk to me, and says he's going to help me with finding my dad? Yeah, eh? yeah. But um, I mean, the the line in there is Dr. Strange saying, I can help you with that. Yeah. So I but wonder... What it really is, is like, look, you'll leave if I help you find your father. Yeah. Let me help you with that. Like, yeah. get out of here. Get right. out of my realm. So I wonder if we're going to see Dr. Strange showing up in the next Thor movie. I would assume so. Yeah. And, and I would hope that that's the case, but unclear. And yeah. then we also have a scene after all of the credits. And that scene is Mordo turning bad. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're familiar with Doctor Strange, Mordo is a bad guy. Mordo was a student under the Ancient One for a little while in the comics and was planning to kill the Ancient One, to usurp the Ancient One's power. Things are a little bit different in the movie where Mordo is uh, a student under the Ancient One, had a lot of faith in the Ancient One, and then discovered the Ancient One was using dark energy, powers from the dark realm of the universe, in order to stick around to, you know, ensure that she and her students were capable of saving people, like maintaining time and reality and the and the stability, I guess, of the universe or universe is, to be clear. And uh, when Mordo finds out that she was dipping into the the dark power that Dormammu uses, yeah, he felt very betrayed from his teachings. Like you were told me, you told me never to do that. That'd be like Luke. Skywalker says, never, ever, 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 ever use Sith. Mm -hmm. Except I'm going to use it from time to time. Yeah, make sure that. Yeah, it's for a good reason. Yeah. So understandably, that makes things a little complex, right? But uh, for me... So complex is going to make you go, you know, to the dark side? No, like that's just it. That end scene, I know Mordo has to be the bad guy. Again, I keep making forgiveness uh, uh, opportunities for Doctor Strange. I know you got to be the good guy, so I know we have to do this, but it's just happening quick. Is all I'm saying. And for Mordo, is the same. I know who you are in relation to Doctor Strange, so I know you've got to be a bad guy eventually, but dang, that was fast. To some degree, I understand the logic that Mordo is abiding by is if sorcerers are going to be dipping into dark energy, we can't be having that. Yeah. And the problem that I see is we have too much power in too many places. We got to consolidate. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking y'all power away. Right. Because you are not using it how you're supposed to use it. Yeah. He's like the law and order. He's like abiding by this law and order thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a little interesting to see that turn as, as villainous at the very end. It happened very quickly, just like everything else in the movie. How'd you feel about it? Um, I didn't really feel one way or another. I was mm-hmm. kind of like, ah, all right, whatever. That's it. You know, moving on. Setting up seems to be uh, setting up for the, another movie in which Tuatel Ejiofor is the bad guy. Doctor Strange versus Baron Mordo. Yeah. So there's that 
as far as that goes. Oh, one thing I want to shout out that I thought particularly weird. Mads Mikkelsen, the bad guy in the film, uh, Kaecilius. Something like that. At what point in time, he's rolling up on Wong when they're in Hong Kong, and he says to Wong, don't be on the wrong side of history. Mm. And I'm like, man, white guy just said that to the only Asian dude in this movie. I, I had enough. Interesting. <laughs> I had enough. I didn't even look at it weird like that. Yeah. So that's Doctor Strange. That's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is a complicated, ethically ambiguous, not perfect visual roller coaster ride. Does that about encompass it? It was good. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. For me, it was kind of like Shake Shack. It was good, but it, it was it was good. It was awesome, but but it was like Shake Shack. It was like the better side of fast food. On one side, I'm Chick-fil-A? looking at this, and I'm yeah, not Chick Fil A, but uh, I love Chick Fil A. Well, maybe Chick Fil A. There's a little bit of prejudice going down in Chick Fil A, so maybe this is a little Chick Fil A. Is delicious. But, it, but I'm looking at Shake Shack, and I'm like, this yo, this looks good. The item that you served me looks like looks like on the menu. It tastes good. But if I if I look at it under a microscope, this is fast food. If I look at it under a microscope, this is fast food. It's gonna kill me. That's patty. That's like I mean, these are not probably locally grown, so it's the better half of something that's not so great. That's what Doctor Strange was for me. Okay, that's how I was feeling. For me, it was a fun ride, um, but mm-hmm. just like just like everything else with me, it's. I can say I can take what I loved about it and and say, man, that's really good, and then take the part where it's like, however, yeah, let's also call it what it is, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. So overall, go see it, go see an IMAX 3D. Um, I think you're gonna have a good time. Very excited for the multiverse. Yeah, Bring, give me Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, give me Man Thing. Man Thing is the protector of the nexus of all realities. You're gonna roll up and talk about all of the different universes and multiverse. You gotta show me the bouncer. That's man thing. Okay. All right. I don't know what you're talking about because I've never read a man thing comic in my life. We'll change. Things will change. I have grace. Thank you. There's grace for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I that. just need you to open up that third eye. And <laughs> right. I need you to open up that man thing comic book. <laughs> right. That's all. All right. Tell people where I can find you on the internet. All right. If you want to discuss more Doctor Strange and the Eye of Agamotto and how you pronounce that, uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. Same name, Adam Teteris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E. R-U-S. How about you, Ock? And you can find me on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Instagram stories, pretty much whatever the heck I'm doing on the internets. At Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. If you want to tweet at the show, it's at Comic Book Junto, J-U-N-T-O. If you have some thoughts about uh, Dr. Strange, you want to share with us, send us your tweets at using hashtag AskCBJ. You can also send us an email, comicbookjunto at bearfruit.com. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Bear Fruit. You can learn more about Bear Fruit by going to bearfruit.com, sign up for the newsletter, check out the store, get official Comic Book Junto merchandise by going to tpublic forward slash user forward slash Comic Book Junto. Share this podcast with someone. Subscribe on iTunes, on SoundCloud, Google Play, rate, Give us five stars and a positive comment. Leave us some comments on iTunes as well. That helps us get higher in the rankings so we can share the Junto with other people. That's right. Tweet this episode with someone who saw the show, who saw the movie, or is going to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Someone you think would appreciate this commentary. Share this with some folks. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. That it? To infinity and Beyonce. 
That's my new closing line. I like it. (laughs) I like it. That's good. That's good. That's it. All right. We love y'all. Until next time. Peace. (laughs) 